Blog Talk Radio. podcast featuring Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, two out-of-the-room-closet professional witches with over 70 years combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each show, Elvira and Phoenix will help you create rituals, make spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. We're here, finally, sort of. Uh, yes, so <laughs> under all potential issues, we've actually come back and we are sitting across from each yeah, other in the, same which, space. in the same space. We weren't even sure that was going to happen today. No. We might have been doing it from each other's singular houses. That's right. So this is a big thing. We are celebrating this excitement. It's our reunion. It's our reunion. Yeah. I did try to feed her with cake and and coffee. She neglected to say that she was off of both, but that's okay. So we're fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long summer. I mean, it's still technically summer, but hey, we've had many adventures, good and bad and ugly. Yes, I think. And if I hear that music, I'm going to freak out. Okay. Yeah, no. Yeah, really. <laughs> Actually, I always loved that song, that theme, you know, the theme for the good, the bad, and the ugly. I always thought it was great. Of course, you know, I grew up in L.A., and of course, it was like, yeah, that's really great. It's dramatic. It's all theatrical. Right. But anyway, so when last we saw each other, yeah, we were having um, the cycle of life. We... Actually stopped that for a while. I thought it was interesting. Now this is poignant. Mm. We stopped at the healing process. Which, oh, in our in our in our cycle. in our show cycle. Yeah. Which kind of made me do one of those like do 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 do. Yeah. But because there was a lot of healing that's gone on this last few yeah. months. Yeah. Yeah. We had to, to pause for a moment. Yeah. And, well, I had to pause. Well, yeah. I paused too. Yeah. I mean, I paused for my own reasons, and then you paused. And I pause with you. So yes. <laughs> we're pausing together. That pause. sounds really interesting. Pause. But, but now we're back. Now we're back. My vacation at, in Arkansas was wonderful. I absolutely, incredibly loved being with my granddaughter. Yeah. And um, it was kind of funny because when my daughter went to go get me, because I was lucky enough that United, though I'm not crazy about United, is now doing three, hour, three and a half hour straight flights, so I don't have to stop off at... Dallas, Denver, or any other place, right. and direct flight. Direct so. flight. So I would get in. Of course, gaining hours, I get in at ten thirty their time. So it was a weekday because it was cheaper. And <laughs> my daughter turns and says, "I'm going to go get Nona." That's what the Italian version for grandmother. Yeah, yeah. And my granddaughter went, Nona, and literally <laughs> shot to their car. Oh, that's so And beautiful. it was late, and she was tired, but she wanted to go. And this is a little girl turning three, and I was, and when my, I got there, of course, it was raining. I mean, this is how it goes there. Yeah. And so I'm coming out with, you know, all my stuff, and my daughter is going, 
known as here, and I'm looking, and I'm going, she's with you? And there she was. Oh. So it was like, you know, all that. And then we, I'm like going, I did not, I had just a little sandwich, but that was somewhere around my time at 2. Right. Okay, we got to stop and eat. So we figured out that IHOP was the best. And she, oh, that was great because she had scrambled eggs. <laughs> all that. And then she had all. I ate with Nona. I ate with a date with Nona. And then uh, she started to get cold. And, of course, I grabbed my little jacket and I put it over her. And she laid down next to her mommy. And that would have been fine, except I said, there's two things we have to get before we take me to um, her father-in-law's house, which is across the street from them, coffee and some fruit, because that's my breakfast. I will survive on that and then go out and shop during the day. And she's giggling, and she's saying, okay, Mom, let's go. And I'm thinking, what's so exciting? Well, I have to get more things for the birthday party, which is, you know, on Saturday. And I'm going, I really don't want to do a lot of shopping. Right. But okay. And, you know, we trudged off, well, Aurora... My granddaughter did not sustain the trudging, yeah. and so she wanted to get in the cart. So she, we put everything down and gave her a purse, and then she got cold, so off came my jacket again. And that's where we wound up taking and going around doing things. And by the time we got to things for her birthday, she was sound asleep, so she never knew. <laughs> but it's been, it was a trip because every time I'd walk into their house, She'd look at me and go, Nona, and run towards oh, me, and it was really great. great. So I Cute. had such a great time yeah. um, just being there. Yeah. And, you know, there are all these family things, and I came away realizing why I really want to be there mm. is that I grew up with a lot of people in a family, not a lot of siblings, but a lot of family. Right. And there was a lot of activity. Yeah. And, of course, everybody that was of the ages that they went their separate ways. We were the youngest kids. So, of course, some people, you know, aunts and uncles and parents died. And, and you know, I wound up coming up here. And there were very few of the people yeah. up here. Right. So I got there and I thought, that's what it is I want. Mm. And they are very family oriented. That's lovely. I know. So I, I kind of... And making peace with being in the South yeah, because of who and what I am. Right. But I think that's that was my real aha while I was there. That's nice. Yeah. Good. So I let off because usually I, I put you on the spot, but uh-huh. I figured <laughs> now you're on the spot. So yeah. your summer, according to how much you wish to put out into yeah. the world. Yeah. Hello, Byron. <laughs> Uh, you know, all of the things have been in retrograde, and I think that I just got the cosmic smack. So it's been a difficult summer. It's, mm-hmm. it's been difficult, and um, I've ended up like health scare, which is all fine. And I, I had to put my dog down, and I was, well, she was old. Yeah. Too. Oh yeah, yeah. It wasn't unexpected, but mm-hmm. it, it ended so up happening hard. when my partner was out of town, and you know, so I just had a lot of things hit all at once. Mm-hmm. And I feel, and it's been a month since that, like the week of hell. <laughs> it's been a month since that week, um, literally. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I'm just now starting to feel myself mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. So you know, I had to kind of disappear for a minute there. I I backed off of some of my obligations. I um, canceled on some clients. I rearranged my schedule so I could just kind of hibernate for a minute. Mm-hmm. I fell behind on my book deadline, yeah, uh, but I'm, I've caught back up. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, as of when I left to come over here, 42,000 words written. Yay! I got 20,000 words to go. All right. So, so things are, are much better, but it's mm-hmm. been a really, really challenging mm-hmm. month. Mm-hmm. It's been a really challenging month, like all the ways that you can imagine. There's been something you know, shaking it up. So, um, you know, but it's like life. That's the way it goes sometimes. And I'm just kind of appreciating that. I'm, uh, I was, I was scheduled to teach at a, uh, a, a event next weekend and I have actually stepped back from that event and I'm going to a different event during the same timing. But there's, um, some, there's a lot of political, um, non-inclusive things happening in the online pagan world right now. There's a lot of fighting about trans issues and inclusivity, 
And um, so I, I stepped back from an event where I felt that it was not being trans-inclusive. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm going to a druid thing instead. <laughs> well, that was, isn't that what you started? It was a part of, other than yeah. reclaiming, you did do some work yeah. with the druids. Yeah, I so. spent three years studying in a druid tradition. Why I'm excited about this event is because I'm not presenting. <laughs> I am not in leadership. Uh-huh. I am not um, of this lineage. It's a whole other Druid tradition uh-huh. that I am connected to. Uh-huh. So I, it's it's um, it's camping, which isn't my favorite thing. I'm a Taurus. I like beds and cozy. Uh-huh. But it's three days of kind of a forced unplug, uh-huh. right? And after the last month, I feel like that will be very restorative. There you go. And I'll get to see my dad. Oh, it's great. Washington. Oh, wonderful. So that's all good. I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Good, good. Um, Which means yeah. that even though we're live this week, we yeah. won't be live next week. Right. Because that runs into um, her scheduling, which yeah. we'd already figured out from our previous time. Right, right. And I'm intentionally not naming the, the event that I So you can just go anonymous. Them. Yeah, yeah, and and the event that I re- that I backed away from because I don't. Mm, there's a contingent of of lovely women who are going to this event that are actually going to intentionally bring up some of these issues about trans inclusivity and making sure that this event is inclusive. And I feel very impassioned and excited. And I also feel like I couldn't possibly hold that right now with mm-hmm. with, in, it, with all that I've been going through. Right. So I felt. I'm going to leave that to these beautiful, bright, shining beings that I know can handle it, mm-hmm. uh, and I will see what happens. Good. And if it comes out on the other end with the best outcome I can imagine, then wonderful. Mm-hmm. And if not, then I have to look at the longer um, scheme Long- of how I fit into that community. Right, right. It's just hard right now. Well, and... <laughs> Isn't that what we've just been going through with all? I mean, and I don't want to put the retrogrades as a justification for everything. But it does make it But harder. it does. <laughs> it does bring it in to. Mars well, uh, retrogrades kicking my ass. I know. I know. Trust me. I know. Um, I had a little flurry of my volcanic, and I was describing it to Phoenix before the show. Yeah. Where I don't show that anymore. I mean, that has been. Dear friend of mine said, what happens is the earthquakes beneath you. Right. And I realized that over the years I've been working on not having that come up. It did come up. Yeah. And the earth did shake, actually. I kind of created a, a mild earthquake. <laughs> but that being said, I understand. It's definitely been a very challenging. And mm-hmm. in this time frame, a very dear friend of mine her father passed, but, you know, he was uh, very up there in years, and he had a, a – basically his heart had been failing. Yeah. So, but his transition, and then a very dear friend – well, put it this way, my family, there is a transition happening in my own family. Mm-hmm. So, and I didn't know about that until yesterday. So it, it yeah. also is taking a lot of yep. physical transitions of people oh, yeah. moving out of this plane. Yeah. Yeah, it's been an it's been an intense month mm-hmm. for sure, and I know I'm not the only one experiencing that. Like it, you know, the customers at the shop. Ha- I've been hearing a lot of that reflected. Of my clients, I'm hearing a lot mm-hmm. of that reflected. So it's definitely an intense time. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I hope that as the month closes and Mer- no Mercury's direct, Mars is about to go direct, and Uranus already went direct. So I'm hoping as yeah. these things. You know, as we get closer to the fall, <laughs> that thing's cool and calm. Well, it's funny because I started literally, I went to Dollar Tree and getting my little supplies, I get there, and they started, they had all the Halloween stuff right in there doing all the stuff, and I found these really pretty um, things that were up um, for leaves, right? And I bought them and I stuck them out on the table, even though we're technically still in <laughs> summer. I did that because it was one of those things where I really wanted fall yeah. to come in yeah. and be here uh, for us. Did you see that article that's been going around on Facebook? It's about people who decorate for Christmas earlier are happier. 
Oh, really? Right? So the the sooner you put up your decorations, the happier you are because you're in that holiday. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think that also counts for Halloween. I think so, especially since we, that is one of our, I mean, it has always been. Yeah. Whether, way before I became involved in the pagan community. Yeah. Um, it is something that makes us feel that. Yeah. And I know, you know, I just like, yes, can we get it going now? Right. You know, so obviously I'm excited about that. Yeah. But, um. You know, this has been a, it's a very transitional year, Mm. and I'm looking at the the process going, well, hump, hump, hump. (laughs) No more humps. No more humps. (laughs) Just ease, ease. And I have, you know, this last month, Mm -hmm. I have, I, certain things have gotten to the point where when I speak what I speak with my clients, yeah. I have been very direct. Yeah. It's, it's been important to be direct. It's almost like whether, they're, whether any one of us ever hears it at the time we're being told it right. or work on it, it was necessary for someone to say it. And I know for me that's always happened in my life. Yeah. And I look at that and I go, that's what I have. It was not even a question. It would just go, bleh, and it's out because that was what was needed. So it's been yeah, really intense Absolutely. and talkative. And, you know, people are like, ah, you know. Absolutely. So, but with that. Yeah. We're going to do a show. we got to do a show here. We've, we Well, our show is us, so we are the show. We are the show. That's okay. I can We are the weirdos, mister. If we, if we don't run around with little things on our heads and twinkly lights and stuff. I'm okay with that. Well, I think it's fun. I'm trying to figure out how I can be electric all the time, you know, like <laughs> this sort of battery operated with twinkle stars, and I'll feel, I don't know. That might make me feel better. I'm not sure. But anyway, so this is Ask a Witch. Yay. Yay. It's our ever-popular Ask a Witch segment. Ta-da. Yay. So when that happens, we have a lot of different questions that come up, and yep. we try to fit as many of them in as possible. Right. So do we want to start with Anna Marie? Yeah. Yeah. So we have a few questions today that kind of run the gamut of things, and if you're if you did send in a question and we didn't get to it, send it in again. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, we only do this show like once every couple of months, every you know, two or three yeah months. So definitely send it in again. If you're if you wrote in and you had a question that you want a reading on, remember that you might not hear our reading for six weeks, eight weeks. Right. So if it's something you need to know right now, you might consider making a point yeah yeah that um <laughs> and there were a couple of quite there as always beautiful people who are listening there's some weird crazy stuff that comes through in mm-hmm. the questions mm-hmm. and i weed those out so sorry <laughs> sorry maybe one day we'll just read all of the most random questions that you'd ever possibly imagine because some of that happens it's entertaining. But if you go to witchpriestesscauldron.com, there is a place where you can put in your question for a future show. Right. So, there. There we are, our wonderful experience. So, yes. what we have is Anna Marie. Anna Maria. Would you like to read it? Yes, and I'm going to read the whole thing. This is as it was written by the listener. Okay? I have not made any edits or anything to any of these. Hi. I'm not sure if this is related, but it's been a while since I'm struggling to find my patron deity. Last night I had a dream, and there was a woman who gave me some crystals and herbs as a gift. I can't remember at all what she looked like, but I know that her name started with an H. She seemed pretty talkative and kind of egocentric. I remember asking her why my spells aren't working, and she was like, Oh, Jonathan, for some reason there was a second god in my dream. He did not talk at all. However, there is no deity named Jonathan from what I know. I've always thought about working with Loki, but she told me to stay away from him. That's all that I can remember. What do you guys think? Thanks a lot for taking the time to read my post. You're welcome, Anna Maria. So I have so many things I want to say. Oh, please. Okay. Please go for it. Okay, first of all, I think it's hilarious that you were like, what about Loki? And she was like, no. (laughs) 
I love that so much. I just can't even begin to express how much I love that. Um, I also agree there is not a deity named Jonathan. However, Jonathan may be some other ally. Jonathan may be an ancestor or an uh-huh. angel or some other spirit. Uh-huh. So don't just discount that name as having no meaning. That could right. be something very vital for you to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I need more information about H. Yeah. You know, it, there's there's so many goddesses whose names start with H, and maybe so many is a slight exaggeration. But I can think of three off the top of my head, Hera, Hestia, and Hel. Hecate. And, oh, Hecate, there you go. And Hel is actually Loki's daughter. Ooh, there you go. Came randomly. There you are. So I think more research needs to be done, more more. Uh, delving into this dream mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and potentially returning to the dream, right? Like mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a technique with mm-hmm. dreaming, to trance back into the dream or to intentionally dream back into that dream right. and ask more questions. Right, right. Um, or meditate on some of the things that came up. Mm-hmm. That's just off the top of my head. Well, you got, what do I got? Sure, I could. Well, and I will, I will, among all the other things, let Jonathan can even be a spirit animal okay. because animals don't necessarily have to have cute fuzzy names. Okay. And you know, Jonathan is you know we don't name our dog Spot and our our you know ocelot uh, pussy cat, uh, but it is something to look at as as it is to me it feels more like they're instead of another deity it's mm-hmm. another energy pattern guardian angel, guardian spirit, ancestor, that was part of this dream that wasn't necessarily right there where you can visualize or see them because you haven't opened the door really for them. Right. So I think, again, the way this part was written, too, I remember asking her why my spells aren't working, and she was like, oh, Jonathan. So is it oh, Jonathan's why your spells aren't working? Or is it like, oh, Jonathan will tell you more about mm-hmm. that? Or, But there's a key to your spell work through what the spirit is. Right. And, I, you know, it could because we're not hearing your voice, we're reading, it's hard to discern what right. the... How the, the, the intonant, you know, yeah. the inflections. Yeah. But um, definitely crystals, you know, you, you what kind of crystals were you given, you know? That could also be a And what key. kind of herbs mm-hmm. as gifts, and if you remember them, or again, going back in, because uh, some of those things brought forward in the physical world might be reasons on how to help you with yeah. your spell work. Yeah, and they may also be keys to this deity. Mm-hmm. There's a specific mm-hmm. herb that's completely in alignment and, you know, is only... There's only three deities that Scott Cunningham says, you know, we'll just make Scott Cunningham right. the end-all, be-all decision-maker on this. Okay. But, you know, go to Scott Cunningham's book about herbs, and he associates gods with every herb in uh-huh. his book. Uh-huh. And look up that herb. What are the gods? Right. Is it one of these potential gods? Is it, you know, uh-huh. is it Loki? <laughs> and And Loki could be Jonathan, too. Yeah, because Loki's sneaky like that. And that's one of the reasons when I did read it, I was like, mm. <laughs> you know, let's work with a real trickster. Right. No, 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 no. I mean, it's not that you should never work with them, but you need to be pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Solid is a good word. Yeah, to be able to begin a journey of any nature yeah. and be aware that, they're the trickster. Yeah. Just because they say they're doing something or you ask them or they talk about it or whatever doesn't necessarily mean that's really what's going to happen. Yeah. And I would also add in there, I'm not necessarily a believer in having to have one patron or Mm -hmm. patron deity. Mm -hmm. I think think working with deities is a lot like working with other allies and you might connect with a deity and that's, you guys have a relationship forever, you might end up bringing more deities into uh-huh. your personal workings, and they might also end up being patrons or matrons. A deity that you thought was your patron, you might find yourself distanced from, and you're working with somebody else now. So uh-huh. I think it's much more fluid. Right. Sometimes we get this idea that we have to have an element, we have to have a god, and we have to have these 
these things so that we know what boxes we fit in. Right. But I think it's more complicated than that. And I have five. My personal, I call it my personal pantheon. Mm-hmm. There are five deities that I work with on a daily basis. Five. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you don't have to settle for one. Well, that's true. <laughs> and it's funny because there, there are different things in different situations. We are not cardboard. We are not singular in our dealings with the world. And we have, you don't use someone for love that you would use someone for business. Sure. You know, I mean, there's different areas that, unless your business is love. Um, true. But. Be that as it is, I would say that, you know, kind of look at the the other things that are going on in your right. life as well, and it's just a beginning. Yeah. 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 And, I, and that can be really fun to mm-hmm. explore that, you mm-hmm. know, so let that unfold. But it does sound like this dream, because you're connecting this dream with finding a patron, there's something there. Yes. So it's definitely worth exploring more. Yes. There yeah. you go. I Maybe. hope that helped. Just make sure we didn't miss anything. I just, I'm going to laugh forever about I've always felt working with Loki, but she told me to stay away from him. Oh, man. Poor Loki. Poor Loki. <laughs> okay, the next one is from Eric. I will read this one. Great. Oh, goody. I found a seven-pointed star drawn on my computer monitor by a finger. No one has been in the house except me. What does it mean? What does it mean? Well, a seven-pointed star. Star mm-hmm. um, actually is the seven sisters, the Pleiades, mm-hmm. and of that we are not just female, but see the energy of seven being one, you know, the seven chakras. So mm-hmm. my feeling is look at the symbol first. Yeah. Not and you know, try to avoid getting stuck in who did what to who and yeah. why it's how did it get there. Condensation. Uh, right. can be, you know, there could be a myriad of things. Uh, spirit is definitely not to be dropped out of the, the equation. Right. But the seven-pointed star is a geometric point of reference that I would look in terms of that. I know that for me, when I have used the seven-pointed star, I have used it as part of an energy pattern to work with the celestial being mm-hmm. more than just here, um, because to me it's it's it is the Pleiades, but in in its sense, it's also the seven levels that we have in our body that mm-hmm. equate with the seven upper yeah. celestial areas, and so you kind of mirror it. There's some um, ancient connections from the Kabbalah, mm-hmm. uh, and it's connected to Venus, the planet, and so you know you get some love stuff from that mm-hmm. potentially. Uh, I read, so I looked this up, uh, I read that in the Christian tradition, the seven-pointed star is connected to the seven days of when God created the earth. Uh-huh. That was a new one for me. Fascinating. So, you know, just this is all informative in case right. you want any of these, like, tickle something in your uh-huh. feelings. Uh-huh. And then another thing I didn't know, um, there is, it started to be called Solomon Star. The 80s in the the neo pagan movement, mm-hmm. and there is a group called the Elf Queen's Daughters, okay, who sort of adapted and took on this star, mm-hmm. and it is a representation. There, um, this is a feminist group, apparently from San Francisco, which is crazy that I've never freaking heard of them before, because <laughs> that's where we are. But uh, apparently, this group has grown quite a lot since the 80s, and there is this um, strong connection to the Fae through this yeah. group, working with the fairies, working with the elementals. There's also some folks in this group that are consider themselves other kin, which I don't know if everyone's familiar with that idea, but the other kin believe that they are um, not fully human. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there may be something interesting to explore there, too, if there's mm-hmm. like an if you have an elven connection, a fae connection, uh-huh. and it would not be outside of the realm of possibility that there could be a fae connection, and a fae did that to your uh-huh. computer, because uh-huh. they are definitely known for leaving weird and mysterious messages. <laughs> no kidding, no kidding. So, but it definitely has an otherworldliness to it. Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. That presents us with that, but I know that... Um, it's interesting because when I traveled in the um, 
Ascension Group. Mm. The seven-pointed star is also one of their, I don't want to say one of their symbols, but it's, it's, it represents the, the Ascension process. Mm. So one of the other things that I've seen it connected to is the elements, the seven, right? So earth, air, fire, water, above, below, and within. Uh-huh. So it's a way of ex- exploring um, the directions, not, not earth, air, fire, water, north, south, west, east, above, below, well, within, the, dir- so directions. the directions. Yeah. The directions, yeah. yeah. So it's worth exploring and meditate on it. Sit with that symbol and see how it feels. Mm-hmm. You know, connect with it on it from a, not just from a logical place, but from a spiritual place. When you, if you draw that symbol, how does it feel? Uh, what What do you feel when you look at that symbol? Mm-hmm. Did it mm-hmm. freak you out when you were like, Ah, who the hell's been drawing on my computer? Or were you like, <laughs> Huh, I am curious and intrigued. You know, right? It's it's because a lot of a lot is the. The going to the feeling content, to yeah. the body energy of feeling and our human feeling content, and then also what resonates. Right. Yeah, it's, it's not all the intellectual. No. It's, it's definitely got to be, yeah. you know, the, the heart connection, the energy connection with us. Right. As, and as exactly. Exactly. Just because someone else said, oh, it means this. Mm-hmm. When you look at it, what does it mean? What does it right. feel like? How does it resonate? Right. That's way more important. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yay. Yay. We well, probably take a break. Yes, we will take a break now. We will take a break, and then we'll read more questions and stuff. Okay. Okay. You're listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Condraman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6, and the Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 6 to 7, all time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. It's so short, and here we are. We're back. We're back. Oh, now we're back. Now we're back. That was weird. We just, we never know when things... Cut out. It was, yeah. Well, whatever. Uh, Mercury's death throes. Death throes of Mercury. Okay, so here we have um, another one. Yes. Magdalena. Yes. Okay. You want to go with it? All right. All right. <clears throat> All right. I asked a witch or a voodoo priest. So I'm just going to pause right here. Which one is it? Because that's important. So they're different things. Okay, I'm unpausing. Sorry. Okay. I don't mean to be an asshole, but come on. I know. All right. I know. Okay, I asked a witch or a voodoo priest who said he could help me bring my ex back, and I was all for it. But lately I was reading about how I would be tampering with free will, and it crushed me because my ex and I are friends, and I do believe he still loves me, but things are just hard on him, and he doesn't have time for the relationship. But the witch told me that if I didn't do the spell now, I'd lose him for good and that I'm running out of time. I keep fighting with myself about mine and his religion versus being with him, and all I am doing is confusing myself more. I don't want to lose him again. A psychic told me he wouldn't come back to me after other psychics and another witch after him told me that we were meant to be together, but there was black magic keeping us apart. I'm just so stressed. So, yeah, I again, I always have so many things to say. So I have so many feelings about this. <laughs> I must be giving her good ones because this is really getting into it. There, there, first of all, oh, my God, where do I even start? Jump in. How many psychics have you gone to on this situation? You need to evaluate that. Right. If you're going to reader after reader after reader after reader, you need to stop. 
Uh-huh. Because you're not helping the situation. Uh-huh. You're going to get conflicting information. Of course. Every step you take is, is messing with the energy of this situation, and it's never going to be clear to a reader if you're getting messy with it. Right. Right. Pick one. Uh-huh. Stick with it. Uh-huh. Two. If someone is pressuring you, you've got to do the spell now or you're going to lose them. Send me your money, right? If any of this is happening... Do not trust that practitioner. If someone is pressuring you that you have to do this now or you're going to lose him forever, that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. Right? There may be time constraints, absolutely, but if it feels like pressure, like someone is like putting the screws to you, red flag. Be mm-hmm. very cautious. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, nothing is ever set in stone. Right. Nothing is ever fated to be yes or fated to be no. It, it, the world does not work that way. Uh-huh. Readings give us a picture of possibility. Right. Nothing is set in stone. So that's where I start with all of this. And, of course, you're confusing yourself more because you keep asking reader after reader after reader. When I have clients who can't make decisions or keep going back and forth or feel stuck or lost, I make them stop uh-huh. and do nothing for at least three days. Uh-huh. Don't even think about this situation and go and practice some self-care. Go get a massage. Go get a manicure and a pedicure. Go to the ocean. Go to a body of water. Don't even process. Just take a break uh-huh. from this because uh-huh. you don't have clarity, uh-huh. and that's also muddying the waters. Uh-huh. I have more, but I'll shut up for a second. Oh, hey, I think Sorry. you're on a big roll, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get all on my soapbox, and then I... Well, here's the thing, yeah. is that every reader that reads a particular moment is just that. They're reading a particular moment. Yeah. If that person that you're reading on thinks, oh, fuck, I don't want that person, at that moment, that's what the reader is going to pick up. And you know and I know that our thoughts jump from one to the other. We think of how much we love them. We think of how much we had problems with them. So at any given moment, if you tune into that channel, it's going to have a different verbiage. It's going to have a different feel. That's one of the things that I have had to deal with with clients is, well, you said it was this and now it's not. Well, it's because this is where they were when we were connecting this is where they are now right nothing is as you say written in stone it's fluid the word free will means just that i have the free will to think what i want at any given moment and it could be completely the opposite thing of what i thought before right so that is never a you're never going to get out of what you're looking for 10 readers and get a consensus reading of at least 50 percent that will make you feel that you can follow whatever it is they say that's not possible. It's right. an improbability for all sake. Mm-hmm. Second of all, yes, free will. Free will. When you start pushing someone, yeah. you're putting your will on top of it. You will do what I want because I want you. And, yes, we may have our feelings. He may need time right. to space out and do the things he does relationship may be too intense for him it may have too much time to devote and he wants to devote it to his work right and you force him to do that through whatever you're trying to do right then what you're doing is creating more tension on him which will eventually even if you get what you want only last for a short period of time yeah yeah the other thing here is the uh, the thing that concerns me is i keep fighting with myself about mine and his religion versus being with him okay So the way I feel about spell work, the way I feel about witchcraft in general, is that my ethics might be different than your ethics. Uh And what I might feel comfortable with in doing spell work or in manipulating another person using spell work, because that's what it is. Let's Uh be real. You are messing with someone else's free will, yes. I might be comfortable with that. It might feel justified or okay with me. Uh-huh. And for someone else, it doesn't, uh-huh. right? Like I know witches who won't even do healing magic on someone without their explicit permission. They right. never cross that line. Right. My lines are not that clear. I'm much more fuzzy than that. Uh-huh. So you have to decide yourself, lovely Magdalena, uh-huh. whether this is within your personal ethics 
and your boundaries. Right. If you can say, I know we're meant to be together, and I love him, and I know he loves me, and I'm willing to do spell work to help that along, then do it. Uh And don't feel bad about it. Uh But if that doesn't feel good in your gut and your heart, if that feels like, manipulation uh-huh. then you're you're setting yourself up for failure anyway uh-huh. and all of the spell work isn't going to manifest for you because you don't feel good about it and it's not in alignment with your ethics right and in certain traditions if you are working with a voodoo priest it is perfectly in alignment with the ethics of a voodoo priest to do spell work for love and to make someone fall in love with you uh-huh. totally okay uh-huh. they will have no qualms about it uh-huh. so if they don't feel bad why would you feel bad uh-huh. you know so I think that is the real question here is, you know, not what should you do, but what feels good to you? What level of spell work feels good to you? Do you want to keep communication open for the two of you? Do you want to keep yourself sweet to each other? you want to do a honeypot so that the two of you say sweet? Mm-hmm. Then work on that. Work on your communication. Work on how the two of you connect and don't force him into commitment or marriage or some, you know, some other heavy thing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Unless that feels okay for you. I think you have to decide here how good you feel about it. And if you don't feel good about it, then stop doing it. Right. That was concise. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, the difference between, and I think you pointed out at the beginning, the difference between a voodoo priest and a witch. There are two different traditions Mm -hmm. because the term witch is used not in the tradition of voodoo or santeria or um, any of those. There is a specific reason. We can't even use the word shaman because that's basically the Nordic traditions of Siberia. Right. So like Native Americans, you know, you have certain things. So there are reasons for these classifications. People have, we have, all of us have blurred the edges. Yeah. But there is a there is certain precept mm-hmm. there. But that's just a, a sidebar to what Phoenix has already said. I think it's the most poignant of it all. Yeah. And I get you don't want to lose him. And if the two of you are meant to be and if the two of you are gonna be together, then you will be. Mhm. But you have to come to peace with how that manifests. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And I'm sorry. That's that's, that's like sometimes I give answers to things and I'm like, that was such a mom thing to say. I'm so sorry. I sound like a mom right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> one of the one of my lovely beloveds on Facebook posted that they were contemplating a face tattoo and I was like, okay, I don't get on Facebook very often. In fact, I kind of hate Facebook, but every once in a while I'm like, let's see what's on Facebook. This is what I see on Facebook. And I was like, <laughs> Hey, girl, I'm going to get mom all over you right now. Please don't get a tattoo on your face. Like, really think about it for at least a year before you commit to getting a tattoo on your face. I know. I was like, sorry, I just mommed all over the place. I can't help myself. Well, rather than (laughs) eyebrows or, you know, any of that, which are tattoos. Oh, that's that's true. But she wasn't talking about that. I know that she wasn't. I was giving the (laughs) sidebar to those women who have done the other. And it's your body. Do what you want, ultimately. Oh, my God. I have to just mom sometimes. Well, and we know why. The world out there in our world, (laughs) they they don't handle face tattoos all that well. No. Really? No, and I am heavily tattooed, like heavily tattooed. Yeah. So I get it. She's not against it. Anyway, blah, blah. Okay, so we have Larissa. Larissa. Okay, so here we are. After regretting a spell, how have you moved on from only protection spells back to practicing with confidence? Any known consequences for the person that takes your runes and throws them on a roof? We have two questions. Yes, we actually have two questions. Yeah. And the first thing here about regretting a spell, that's a bummer. Yeah. And and I would love more information. Like, why do you regret the spell? Did you do something that was too coercive and then you felt bad about it? Did you do something and you got what you wanted and realized you didn't want it? Like, regretting a spell is manifested in a lot of ways. Right. And honestly... I think it's just a matter of time uh-huh. you know like you kind of have to if you if you regret what you did because you feel like you made a bad decision uh-huh. you just have to give yourself permission to be human uh-huh. 
and to move forward. If you regret the spell because it came out sideways and it didn't go how you planned, mm-hmm. well, again, you live and you learn. Right. And it's cleansing might be good, you know, to, to cleanse yourself and uh, your tools and your, your workspace yeah. that you did. Um, just because that energy is there and you're, 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 you're taking a layer off. You're taking it off so that it releases easier rather than like a crust that doesn't allow anything to go anywhere. Right. So, um, and, you know, protection spells, you use protection spells when you do work, when you are concerned about other people that might be doing work towards you. Um, But I would do the cleansing first and then a protection spell if you were were concerned about any blowback from whatever it is you did Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. But you aren't, we aren't clear about what it is, right. so we really can't give more real concise information. And you may want to consider if, you know, if this spell that you're regretting is connected to other people, you may have to do some cutting of cords and mm-hmm. releasing any ties that may still be in existence right. from the working that you did. Right. So, and then the last, this other one, <laughs> um, of throwing runes on a rooftop. Right. Well, it's someone taking your magical object and being disrespectful. I right. Mean, that's what that's what's happening. Right. So consequences to the person that did it, well, I mean, if you disrespect somebody, it doesn't necessarily mean you, the person that's being disrespected, has to go out of their way to slam that person back. But, you know, there's a the old saying, what goes around comes around. Yeah. You let it, you know, if there's, I would tend to be a little bit more on that level rather than trying to be aggressive against the other person. I would try to release if the runes can't be um, picked up or returned or any way, then, you know, do a release. You never know where those runes might go that might help somebody someday. A piece may fall on somebody and they'll say, oh, my gosh. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. Yeah, and the only other thing that I would add is if you're concerned about consequences about, like if these were your runes and someone took them and then and with with them, if there's any consequences to you, I would say, well, did you set up any kind of um, protections for this magical object? Did you put any kind of uh, gaius or taboo or anything like that on this object so if it got touched or or disrespected there would be some sort of blowback to that you know like I have a little bit of a of some witchy stuff going on so if anyone tries to steal that they are cursing themselves mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so that is something to consider like, moving forward you right. can create consequences for someone touching your things in a disrespectful way right yeah right so okay yeah. well now we have um Simone yeah all right. So, do you want to read it? Or do you want me to read it? Where do you want to go? Uh, I'll read it. We're switching back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there we are. Very neat. Very neat to you too, Simone. I need to remove curses and bad luck that has been placed on me. I want to draw a protection talisman or rune symbols with bad blood to protect me and reverse all the negative energy. What symbols do you suggest? And is there a better time, day, or way of doing so? Blessings. So, whoa, that's a lot. I mean, sort of. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So bat's blood, for the, let me go right there, because that's kind of like, bat's blood. Um, bat's blood or bat's blood ink is a magical uh, item that many people have different formulas for bat's blood. It's not actually blood from a bat, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Usually it's uh, a mixture of something that has dragon's blood resin, which is from a tree. And it also. makes it red. Yeah, so... Most of the time, it's some sort of mixture like that. So um, dragon's blood is highly protective uh, as far as usage. It's Mm -hmm. it's an excellent cleanser. Mm -hmm. So bath's blood would be a good thing to use for what is being asked here. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to address the bath's blood. The bath's blood. (laughs) 
mostly because they aren't going out. Most of the people that do this that are selling it are killing bats and no. draining their blood. No, that's right. so sad. No, it would the make you very sad. so cute. I know. I love little bats. Yeah. Okay, so you need to remove hexes and bad luck that has been placed on you. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's I got a lot of things to say. Okay, go for it. I think you're like raring to go. I can okay. see it. All right. <laughs> okay, first, um, absolutely drawing protection runes or talismans or symbols is a good idea, but first you need to cleanse. That's it. If negative schmutz has been sent your way, you need to wash it off first. Mm-hmm. Then you do protection to prevent that from infiltrating you again. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So do you have any suggestions on cleansing? Which is funny because it came up on the last question. I know. Well, you know, here's the thing. We did a show on cleansing, right? Yes, we did. Listen to our show on yes, cleansing. Yes, on cleansing. <laughs> um, that's it. That's one. Yeah. Number two, uh, first of all, cleansing oneself, cleansing one's house, mm-hmm. and cleansing, like, cars that you are in. It would be water, you know, a bath yeah. would be the cleansing for yourself. A lot of that is, is very important. So um, cleansing baths with hyssop and, yeah. you know, kosher salt and, you know, the, the vinegar and things like that. Yep. That's formulas, um, the cleansing of one's house or one's vehicle. Um, more than one time I've been out there with incense, water and salt and doing all kinds of little stuff, cleaning my car. So yeah. I know it depends on where you are and what you want to be seen doing, but cleanse your house um, with, you know, an incense usually against sages a lot. I know that uh, Palo Santo is available to use, um, and you would do it counterclockwise in each room, and, you know, a little salt uh, placed in water and then flicked around counterclockwise. Um, you can also, if if you can't do smoke, because some places you can't, you can right. get um, spritzers, like mm-hmm. sage spritzer mm-hmm. or a Palo Santo spritzer or mm-hmm. some other uh, water-based or alcohol-based that works the same way. Right. This right. is good, especially, you know, like for hospitals and apartment buildings and places where you can Hotel rooms that yeah. you may have to be in or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And um, usually after I've suggested cleansing of that nature, then I suggest you basically fill the energy up again because once you make a void, you got to put something in there. Yep. So, you know, walking a candlelit candle in a, in a clockwise way, you know, bringing that in. If you can't light a candle, then sitting and envisioning, you know, the light, the golden light yeah. filling the entire room because then what you've done is literally encase the room in gold energy, light energy. Mm-hmm. Um, part of the other things are salt in the corners. Yep. And across thresholds of doors that go outside and windows to seal the good energy in and the bad energy out. Right. Um, there is Chinese wash that is of a hoodoo tradition mm-hmm. that you can also use, and some other cleansing uh, formulas that can be found um, through Scott Cunningham. I know he has, uh, what was it, household? Yeah, the magic, magical household. household. Mm-hmm. He's yes. got some really good things in there. So that would be your home, yourself, mm-hmm. your vehicle, the place you work. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can, if you have a cubicle, you don't want to do all of that. Just as Phoenix said, the little spritzer mm-hmm. bottle. You know, that kind of a thing. Yep. And there's um, the protection rune is called uh, algae's, mm-hmm. right? And it's um, the antlers, so it mm-hmm. looks, you know, a straight line with. Like if I was standing up with my arms outstretched, mm-hmm. right? It looks like that, mm-hmm. uh, and that is the protection rune. It's it's keeping harm away. It's keeping you confident and strong in the fact that you are being protected, mm-hmm. right? Because you have to have both of those things to work mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I would do because I work with runes in that way. But you might also consider making yourself a sigil, mm-hmm. uh, and there's lots of information in the world about sigils. Uh, I would recommend a book called Sigil Magic by uh, Tempest, which is excellent, and it actually shows you how to make sigils uh, in a very artistic, natural way that fits you. So you're not necessarily following some ancient esoteric system. Mm-hmm. You're trusting your own uh, intuition to create right. the symbol, and then it's fully your symbol. Right. Right. And someone else could even look at it and not know not know anything about it. So that might be a great way to do it. Um, 
you know, you ask about timing or a better day, right? So when you're when you're clearing that, when you're doing a cleansing, you the ideal is uh, when the the hands of the clock are going downward. The ideal is when the moon is waning, like you're sending that negative energy away. However, when you want to set up protection, mm-hmm. you want the hands of the clock to be moving upward. You want to be using a waxing moon where the energy is getting bigger. Mm-hmm. So the timing of it can be really flexible because you're talking about a banishing and a calling in. Mm-hmm. So use the time that works best for you. Right. And I think that she, they, that was also asked, was it day as well as time? Yeah. Day is also, Sunday is a very good day for protection. Yeah. Um, and uh, releasing, it's interesting. I tend to work on Saturdays, that day of Saturn. Mm. But um, the other day, of course, is Tuesday, which is Mars. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the guard of war, but not necessarily in that sense, but warrior or protector and getting rid of something, getting releasing it. Yeah. So kind of works on that. Yeah, and you can also consider doing something on one of those days at dawn. Uh-huh. So you do the cleansing right as the sun is coming up and clearing away that energy, and then as the day starts to unfold, you set up your protection. Right, right. So you so, that the other things that you can use, and of course these are, are um, Kabbalistic, they're uh, Christian, they're Judaic, would be the Seals of Solomon. Yeah which has, you know, got a whole other thing of sigil magic. Right. But I happen to like what you suggested, Phoenix, because I actually bought that book, and a friend oh. of mine needed some, a sigil made, and I uh-huh. actually went through the process of looking at all these things and literally making a sigil specifically for her, and she basically is an artist. So she went and I gave her the, the structure yeah. and why, and then she drew it and she put it together. Oh, and, awesome. Yeah. So yeah. I wanted to do feedback on this. Just when we were talking yeah. about it, I'm going, yeah, I did that. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good book. And uh-huh. and if you are into runes, because you specifically mention it, you could also look at a couple other runes, do a little bit of research and see is there other energies you want to bring into this? Is there other energies you want to incorporate? And then make your own bind rune where you right. layer them on top of each other right. and create right. a new symbol. So that's another another way of working it. Right. Right. So, so yeah, good luck with that. I think that we might consider kind of, yeah, we've reached our time. And that will work out. But I know that we had some others that we did have set up, but time-wise is, you know, sometimes when we get talking, yeah, you never get, know how long we're gonna, how long we're going to go and what it's going to really move into. But um, at this point, basically, I think that you know they're good questions and they, some, yeah, you know, they come and keep them coming. We really appreciate that. And uh, as we said, next week will be a rerun. Yes, be off with the druids. And from there, we will. Uh, be back on track with what we had started. Yeah. So healing magic. Healing magic will follow next week. Yeah. Rerun. Hooray! Yay! We actually did well. Yay! <laughs> you have no idea how happy Survive. we are. Hooray! <laughs> Good luck, everyone in the world. In the world. Truly, truly. And I think that... Um, all of us, you know, it's funny, some of these questions actually have an interesting impact of what we were talking about, how the month has been. Yeah, you know. Absolutely. So um, yeah. it always is enlightening for, even if it was just for this person's question that we were answering, there's information here oh, yeah. for what may have already transpired in your life during Absolutely. this last month. <laughs> Absolutely. So, but... At this point, um, do we have anything else we want to throw out? No. No? <laughs> I think we've run our gamut. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Thanks for listening, Thank people. Thank you, and have a wonderful week. We will see you alive. Uh, we will see you live. live. We'll be alive, yeah. but we will see you live on the radio in two weeks. Yay. Yay. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific and will be available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website, and that's at www.witchpriestesscauldron.com. Again, that's witchpriestesscauldron.com. On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Gwion Raven, a big merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be.